Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, <laughs> we are just cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. <laughs> this is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I'll see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, Cool Boy Nation, and welcome to another installment of Batman and Beyond. Woo-woo! A Cool Boys podcast. I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Ugh. So cool. Tonight's episode is Off Balance, directed by Kevin Altieri, and written by the returning Len Wine. Uh, from Wolverine and Swamp Thing fame, and uh, he did cool. the uh, the werewolf episode a few weeks back, Moon of the Wolf. He's written some good episodes. This episode came out November 23rd, 1992, and this week's villains are Count Vertigo and Talia. Just Talia. No, no, I mean, no additional information there, just Talia. It's not like you... They don't have. They, they've they spoiled multiple times who the <laughs> villains are. Like they like what was it? Um, Matt Hatter for one random episode where you're not supposed to know who the villain is, mm-hmm. or you know maybe Bruce is actually in this alternate re- or whatever the fuck is going on alternate reality. It's the episode when he dreams. What is it called? Dreams in darkness. Perchance to dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's like Wikipedia's like it's the Mad Hatter, <laughs> but here they're like Talia. Who knows what her last name is? Well, it's a kind of a mystery, I guess, like for this episode. They don't even mention Raish. They just show him at the end. Yeah, they never call him by name. He's he's only mentioned as my father by Talia. And Talia is like quite legitimately a le- like a femme fatale. Oh yeah. In this. I mean, well, she this is, is definitely full on a mystery. Film noir femme fatale. If you don't know anything about the comics and the way they introduce her, you, at first you think you, that maybe she's good yeah yeah absolutely well uh, okay so when i was a kid watching this yeah i thought that but like and then i was like what you know by the twist at the end um this time watching it even knowing obvious the twist at the end or even knowing who talia al ghul is and the fact that there should be a twist at the end um it was it was great because you do we can get into this later but you see the groundwork laid out like you actually see those moments where it's like Oh shit, look. Oh shit, there it is. Oh shit, there's a clue. Oh, there's another clue. Like, the clues are there in this episode about her, who she is and her villainy, if you're looking. What's funny, though, is that, so, I mean, it's a good, this is a good episode, but then, like, the next uh, episode that they introduce Rachel Ghoul, they've, like, decided that Batman's gonna be, like, the heir or something. And that that's from this interaction. And that's kind of weird. Like, they. They're really yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I didn't really think of it that way. But now that you mentioned that, if I kind of like, what if like the next few episodes? They're just watching him. Yeah, he's, they're watching him. So like, what, what the episode after this is the man who killed Batman, which would not look favorably towards <laughs> Batman. Well, if he's but, pretending, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, he's look at him, look at him pretend, right? Look at him pretend that he's dead. So this guy said the squid gets all the credit, and then there's mudslide with Clayface. And then paging the crime doctor with Rupert Thorne, and then there's the Zantana episode, <laughs> then there's the mechanic episode, and then there's the uh, the Joker Harley and Poison Ivy episode. So I mean, maybe throughout those episodes, if we see knows, any sort of hints of him watching, you know, well, like we'll it, have to watch with new eyes. Steve, but I feel like it's basically she and 
they had some other elaborate plans, and then suddenly, after meeting Batman, they're like, you know what? We need to uh, change everything, and he's going to be the the heir apparent or whatever. You know? Right. Or maybe they like they were like, we'll we'll set up this Count Vertigo to test Batman, like you mentioned earlier, right? And they're like, <laughs> wow, he's good. He, I guess he's good. But then when when Talia's all like, I betrayed you, and Batman's like, I know, I knew it, I saw it coming. And that's when, like, Ross was like, uh, whoa, he's really good. He should be my heir. <laughs> Maybe. But I feel like uh, they didn't really know. Like, part of the, the twist was that Vertigo didn't know Talia's association. You know, they were fighting her just we, as much. We have literally talked so much about this episode. We haven't <laughs> actually watched any of it. Well, it's a we good episode. Appar- I, I think this is obviously this shows that this is a good one. Wikipedia says, after all of that belaborment by the two of us, <laughs> Wikipedia says, while following Count Vertigo's trail, Batman encounters Talia, daughter of the head of the Society of Shadows, who was sent by her father to prevent the capture of a sonic drill that the Count stole. But after his identity is mistakenly revealed to Talia, Batman remains off balance. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> As to where her true loyalties lie. I love that this Wikipedia writer was like, ha I'm going to put the titular line in my fucking description. Uh, there's a note here, Steve. This episode is a direct adaptation of Into the Dead. Are you chewing right now? Are you eating? Are you eating? What are you fucking fucking... What are you, Tyler Durden? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you're just eating on this episode. <laughs> It's so cool. Hey, that's cool, boys. <laughs> so, this episode is a direct adaptation of Into the Den of the Death Dealers from Detective Comics 411 from May 1971 by Denny O'Neill with art by Bob Brown. And this story is famous for the first appearance of the character Talia al Ghul. All right, let's I thought play. super cool. <laughs> yeah, you fucking eater. <laughs> uh, cool Boy Nation is going to love listening to that on their end. I'm, I'm done. Oh, I had one other thing I wanted to say, but I, 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 this was a good episode, you know, from the start, just with like, I felt like the stakes were up when they have Batman talking to this informant and they have this like, you know, kind of ninja society. Why does he have the informant meet him on somewhere that has obviously like a closing time, has security guards around? Why would you go to the Gotham's Lady Liberty? Yeah. You know, the Statue of Liberty. I, you know, it was it was interesting, but I, I liked how at the very uh, tippity toppity too, right by the torch. <laughs> and then they 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 basically they kill him, right? They just throw him off and throw him in the well, water. Well, okay, so what you see is you see him fall to his death, quote unquote, right? Steve into this water from the top of the fucking Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that would kill him. <laughs> that would kill him. But then he bounces out of the water for a second, and then he goes back underneath again, never to be seen again. I, no, I'm pretty sure Batman was like. That you know, his reaction was basically like, "You killed him!" Like, I can't believe you guys did that. And then, the thing I was surprised about was when they—I thought they killed themselves when they did that. They did. No, it's Batman too said, legit. Death this time was no, mind Batman, erasing gas. Batman said memory <laughs> erasing gas. If he did it, that was totally. I think they had to throw in that line because I think they had to write that in because it's like that was they killed the, themselves. Just killing themselves. I was, I was like, wow, this one is serious. They are. Uh, this is going to be a good one, you know. It, it starts out like that. So as a kid, I did not catch the mind erasing gas part. 
So I just assumed as a kid they died. So when I knew this episode was coming up, I was like, finally, I'm going to be able to go two legit deaths this time, Steve. <laughs> but then I, like, I was like, oh, shit, they actually do say mind erasing gas. Like, wait, so that just fucking makes them catatonic or some shit? I guess. That's what I think. You know, it, to me, it looked at first like they died. So we're talking about the Society of Shadows Assassins. Yeah. Now, Christopher Nolan put them in his film, Batman uh, Begins and eventually The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, he called them the League of Shadows. That that's their their name in the comics. In the comics, they're called the League of Assassins. League of Assassins. Yeah, you're right. So, my, my, okay, so I like how like Christopher Nolan, who did his movie after this, was like, "Oh shit, Society of Shadows got big because of fucking Batman the Animated Series." <laughs> and League of Assassins is the actual name. I'll combine them, make an amalgamation of the two. But why the fuck did Batman the animated series take something called League of Assassins and just go Society of Shadows? <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. They could have done League of Shadows. Uh, maybe there was some sort of licensing issue. <laughs> well, I can understand them not wanting to maybe call them like something Assassins. Like the Assassins, I can be like I can see them being like that's too much. Yeah, maybe Society of Sa Shadows. Mm -hmm. It kind of puts it more in the realm of uh, Ra's al Ghul. Maybe not being like a bad guy, yeah. Yeah, that they're, that they're like maybe vigilantes, uh, yeah, crime fighting they, in they, the shadows. They live in the shadows, kind of like what Batman does and stuff. Well, I mean, not to like really get into it too much, but like if you get to the Rachel Ghoul episodes or Raz Ghoul episodes, Raz, I like to say Raz. Um, yeah, they, I don't know. yeah, I. It's the first time I'm. I'll get into this then, especially. It was the first time I was ever watching anything as a child, where I watched the villain. And he gave his, like, you know, his, his soliloquy, right, his uh -huh. monologue about why he wanted to do what he wanted to do, which was quote-unquote bad. And it was the first time as a kid I went, holy shit, you won me over. <laughs> like, I, like, it makes sense, Ross. Like, it totally makes sense. Like, yeah, the fucking world sucks and people are destroying it. And maybe the only way to fix it is to, like, resort it back to a primal age, you know, yeah. where, like, you bring back, like, uh, nature, essentially. And like I was like, that Where would be fucking king. crazy. <laughs> and I agree with you, kind of in a weird way. The uh, that seems to be like a common uh, thing. I don't know if it's born out of this, but I've seen that where a lot of villains that these like megalomaniacs or whatever wanted to destroy the world to bring it because of the to same make sort of reasoning, you know, to to do it over, you know, mm -hmm. and do it over in their name and and whatnot. Um, there's a few, that, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I like this episode. Going back to this one, where it's just basically a uh, interesting sort of detective story, and just Batman trying to he just kind of gets caught up in the middle of this. You know, it starts off with yeah, him trying does. to to find out who the shadows are, and mm. he just gets all pissed off because uh, he gets caught up looking for one shadow specifically with some huge titties and a fine <laughs> ass. And uh, Talia Ghul, as soon as he lays eyes on her, it's like Selena Kyle. Who he is fucking infatuated immediately. I mean, who wouldn't be? And I mean, and it was also because it was also seemed like she saved him, but she also helps Vertigo. You just don't know which one uh, where her loyalties lie. Yeah, from from the get go. Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's, she's a very very great character. And Steve, and uh, just something for Talia Al Ghul, she is played by Helen Slater, who was Supergirl uh, in the movie in 1984, uh, the Warner Brothers film, and 
She plays Supergirl's Earth Mother in the current TV series. Very cool. But that um, that Vertigo effect was awesome. Like when they first show it, they did a really really cool job. It was. And you know what it reminds me of? What? Tripping ball. <laughs> well, Batman. So what was cool was that they they showed the Vertigo effect twice. You know, and it was like the Vertigo effect uh, affected Bullock and all the other ones. But Batman knew what to do. He just ran straight and was able to, to still knock him over. Yeah, you walked right through that. You didn't. You didn't let me uh, distract you with my balls. I can ignore you. Yay! Uh, Steve, I have a quick question for you here. Uh-huh. So, Count Vertigo says when he's stealing the uh, the gun from uh, Wayne Tech or whatever, right? Uh-huh. He's like, and I think your drill will do nicely. Mm-hmm. And then Batman comes out and goes, and I think you'll do 10 to 20 in Stonegate minimum. Um, Steve, can Batman give out sentencing like that? What do you mean? He he gave uh, Count Vertigo ten to twenty in Stonegate. Well, no, he's I don't think just Batman throwing can do out that. like you know, like kind of like police officers will do. That doesn't mean that they 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 can say that you're going to go to jail for life. That doesn't mean that they're actually going to go to jail for any time. But they can threaten it. Um, <laughs> so Steve, so we move into Act Two of this episode. And there's something really cool I want to point out to you. Uh huh. We see Alfred. Polishing the giant penny from Two Face's story, oh, yeah. and almost got him. It the, the continuity. Yeah, I like that. So there is continuity, which I think we discussed last uh, episode. Sometimes it's a little wary what, where it lies, uh, but in this one they're they're like, hey, no, he's fucking, he's polishing the coin that literally Two Face told the group while playing poker. They gave the coin to Batman. <laughs> well, there's Batman, and he's fucking polishing that bad boy up. Then Steve, you see Batman going like this. He's typing like this. With, with one <laughs> finger on each hand. Oh, man. But he's like pushing one button and he's lifting his hands like two feet off the fucking like keyboard and he goes back down. It's the most awkward thing. And it's like, what? I'm not what sure. is going on? He's typing like that? I'm not sure if it's like a real keyboard. Like it's like with letters or it's like some sort of weird like. Uh, I don't care. This is a weird ass <laughs> motion. This is like someone who does not like know how to use a keyboard no back in like 1982. No one right now though. So right now you're miming with your fingers that, that you're going to do. Do, 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 Yeah. Um, um, and then we go and find Batman. He goes, you know, he he's like, he's like Alfred, you're genius. Yeah, no, Left to right. I was, I was looking out. west, but my head was turned around. So I must have been looking east. Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Once again, How do you mean you were turned around on on fucking magnetic directions? <laughs> you know, vertigo. like north, east, south, and west. Because of the vertigo. He was so fucking vertigoed up. The uh, well, vertigo gives it a name, or no, Batman gives it a name. Dizifying, uh, dizifying trick. Mm. It's what he calls it. He calls it your dizifying trick. <laughs> it's like that's a technical term there, Batman. Dizifying. Um. Anyway, so so right. So Batman's like. You know, do 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 do, and he's like Alfred genius. So he's like, let's let's check east, and he he hits his keyboard with his big old fucking finger again, do, and it's like you know, and suddenly it's like a house. So he's like, nope, and then he hits do, and he looks at it again, and suddenly it's an it's another house. So he's like, nope, and then do, and it's a fucking castle. And he goes, there it is, there it is, that's where they are. And then it's like it's like fucking Darth Vader level 
of, of, of retardation. Like, Empire Strikes Back, where he goes, that's it, the rebels are there. And then the Imperial, like, you know, officer's like, my lord, uh, there's so many, you know, systems. The rebels could be literally anywhere. Like, he goes, no, they're right there. But Lord Vader is using <laughs> the Force to tell him, Batman doesn't have the Force. So he's just like, the third option that comes on screen, there it is, that's it, let's go. Well, he's right. He is right. <laughs> what are you right? Is that too much for you? That was that was hardcore. Yeah, you really uh, you really went into it there. It did. It was that stupid. Was like, really? It really was much. stupid. Like they've they've shown smarter connections in the Riddler episodes. That to be like, wait, my head was turned around, so east was west. Woo! I I liked how Alfred was able to you know he reminded him of that. He said, "You're not going to be able to." Tell one hand for the other. He's like, you genius. Yeah, so yeah. Oh my god. Or 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 know how to type there, Bruce. Do do do. Well, through all that, that you're, all you're talking, Batman is while watching the episode. Batman made it to the island and, or wherever he was going, and he got captured. The castle. And this was one of the only moments where his identity is revealed. That's a, that's a big yes. Absolutely. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's like the only time happens. someone cares. I feel like all the other times, these villains. She's just, she acts like a sane human being is what you mean, Steve, where she's like, oh, I have to take care of this guy <laughs> and he's got a mask on. I'll remove it to take care of his wounds. No, I mean, like the other villains, whatever they are left alone, have all gotten opportunities. Batman's been knocked out, I'd say, in every episode that we've seen. and mm, Almost. You know, they've all had opportunities to check what's under the mask. Mm -hmm. I think it's only been maybe once or twice where they've actually made like a, a, a point to like say why not to. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like I think one time his mask was electrocuted. I might be blending movies with TV show right now, and I think there's like another time where they were like, "Don't worry about it. It's no big deal." Um, but what well, before that? Before they get captured, right, and they fall into the pit, it's very clearly uh, choreographed or uh, echoed. Um, throughout this previous scene where Batman's got his binoculars out and he's looking at Talia walk through the uh, uh, forest, he's looking at these, like, Society of Shadows assassins, and they're staring directly at Batman. And he looks at one guy to the far right, way to the far right, and he's, like, staring at Batman. And looks at another guy to the right of Talia, and he's staring at Batman. And then he looks at Talia, and there's even a moment where she, like, kind of does, like, a head nod up, like she's looking up real quick. So... All these people are looking at Batman. And then there are moments where it looks like the punches are thrown, right? Like they're per like they're like they're kind of like purposely thrown to like not connect hard or that they're silly and stupid moves that happen. And and then when they break up open the earth with the drill that they use on Talia and Batman, quote unquote, when they show uh, Batman and Talia lying on the ground after they've fallen through the pit, the pit closes like a door. Yeah. So it was like it was like, oh, okay. So it wasn't like the ground broke apart and they fell into a some kind of chasm. They purposely fell into a holding cell. Yeah. Oh sort. well. Yeah. It, uh, that's. It seemed like it was like quote unquote captured. At this point, they were. It was like a tra uh, What I what I looked at it, it was like a training exercise or something that Tali was like running through and was showing like knocking them out or whatever. Yeah, I think it was kind of. I think it was that in in sense that guys were gonna spar right now but everyone bring your a game because batman's gonna be here and you you know it needs to look legit mm -hmm. yeah that's kind of how i saw it um i don't think it was like an actual training exercise though if you know what i mean 
Like, I think it was a stage play, essentially, they put on for Batman. Yeah, I think it was one or the other. No, because that's why I think the guys were, like, looking at Batman's direction. Because the, I think the he was supposed to be far away the far enough. Right, that they should have been looking to the left, right, for Batman's perspective. They should have been looking to the left or to their right at Talia, but they're not. Well. And if they're, quote, unquote, following Talia to, like, to attack her, then why are they, like, not looking at her? They're looking directly at Batman. I mean, it's very clearly – and there is a moment where Talia, like, does this look up where she looks at Batman and looks down. And then there's the moments in the uh, in the castle where Talia like just knows a little fucking too much. No, it's obvious that Talia is a is part of this league or whatever, and, and that uh, you know it's not obvious at first uh, when you're like ten or twelve, like watching this. I know, but I mean, watching it now. Oh yeah, watching it now. But it's purposeful. That they they literally had animation in there. For these like little intricacies, like these little details, where it was like like Talia does a nod up when she's walking and looks up at Batman and then looks back down. Like there are moments. Like oh yeah, that I, th- in this. I thought that she saw Batman, but I I didn't think in uh, that the society or those assassins were looking at Batman. Batman was supposed to be oh, kind did. of above them, and I thought they were like looking forward or whatever. No, they're looking like straight at his lenses. Uh-huh. Like they are st- like it's it is the most direct head on. Looking right at you, Batman, and I, I, I definitely caught it this time. Well, I'd have to rewind it, but I don't think so. Oh, rewind back, check it out. All right, and then we, uh, you know, we have a, we have, of course, going into Act Three, a Steve-sponsored cliffhanger act break, where Vertigo is using his dizzifying trick, as Batman liked to refer to it as, and Talia and Bruce, Steve, they just start moaning, like they just start making, like the actors, uh, what was it, uh, Helen Slater. And uh, Kevin Conroy just start making these very sexual, guttural noises. And I was thinking to myself, this must be exactly what it's like to be a fly on the wall during their honeymoon when they're making Damien. You know, when Damien's conceived. Like, this is what it sounds like, that moaning. You take that little clip I'm of that moaning to, uh... and you loop it. And it is just, it's essentially like audio sex of Batman and Talia. Yeah, see, I think that the, he was watching them uh, watch Talia. But if they're watching Talia, they should be just, looking to their right. It's a, that's just poor animation. I don't think that that's uh, – the way they're setting up is that – All this poor animation for the last 50 episodes is paid off finally in perfect, intricate details in this one. <laughs> I, I, I just do not think uh, that – No, this is storytelling – like at its finest. All like right. This perspective, this crafting, this is this. Now this, I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. No, there is effort put into the crafting of this show, and this is one of those moments that See, they put effort. I, in. I don't think so. I think it, I think you're pretty. No, you're wrong. <laughs> I will not settle. I will not settle for anything less than because I am absolutely right. It wouldn't make any sense for Batman to to like move on if he's like looks at them and they're looking <laughs> like at each other and he's like. Oh shit! I've been found. And it's just like, weird. And just no, but Bruce on. talks about it later. He's like, Ah, Talia, no, I knew you were back because totally, of all these clues. It's just—it's just supposed to be that he's watching them like track Talia, and then he's like seeing Talia get tracked by them, and then that's what's getting him to be like, "I'm going to help protect her," you know, because she's getting okay. Well then, okay. Well then, okay. 
Maybe they're so far to the right that it's like they're like 90 degrees to the right and, and Batman's turning 90 degrees and that's why it looks like they're okay, – I can't maybe. we're arguing over this. Maybe. I will, I, will, I will say maybe you're right, but I will definitely like to I'm, say that I'm right. I'm glad that you are so reasonable that you will say maybe. Because hey, I, I am, I'm, I'm I know the most that I'm right, and I person. know you're wrong. So yeah. they call me reasonable Ballard because I, they call me compromised Ballard. Do they? Who's, yeah, they do. Who's they? Um, everyone. Who? Fuck you. You? I, you say it all the time too. No, I don't. Um, so, anyways, anyways, back to the episode of Ham, or what we're watching. So there's a moment where Batman and Talia are under, are, are chasing, you know, Ver, uh, Count Vertigo, Vertigo as they call him. In the uh-huh. episode. Up, up the up the stairs oh, in the yeah. clock tower, and Talia looks at one point. And she's like, "I can't take it anymore because the vertigo disifying effect is too intense," mm-hmm. and she just jumps. And Batman's like, "Talia, no!" Because he 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 thinks she's leapt to her death because she's trying to avoid the disifying effect of vertigo's yeah. like you know eye. He's just like, "No, what are you doing? You can't don't do it," you know. But she ends up actually doing something incredibly smart, ringing the fucking bells, the bell. which. Shatter your fucking eardrums. They they really like ringing that that bell. So it's like they ring it, they ring it. Then then after he falls to his death or to his doom or whatever, they just keep ringing <laughs> the bells. You know, it, it kept going. Okay, Vertigo better have fallen into a deep moat. He falls like maybe seven hundred <laughs> feet into sure like died. a shallow moat that's like maybe six feet wide. Like, this guy died when he impacted very quickly the bottom of the moat. For sure. No, he's dead. And now we're watching Ra's al Ghul be introduced. And, uh, you know, obviously Batman tricked Talia, who she thought, you know, was tricking him. Uh, He he disabled the uh, the electronic drill gun. And uh, it didn't work for her. And that was that. And we get Ra's al Ghul introduced, not by name. But we it's get a nice to hear little him. tease for a car, for a kid show to introduce. Oh, absolutely, like a, yeah, it's a long long con. When, because when he's such he's so he's so big. So yeah, it's like it's like wow. And like for me, this was the first time I ever came across this character, Ra's Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. So like this is where my love for him stems from. Mm-hmm. And it this was the first time I was ever teased of Ra's ever. Oh, for so sure. this was I was really excited. I was like, whoa, what the fuck. And I recognized the voice as a kid. Now, I didn't know his name was David Warner as a kid, but I recognized his voice immediately, and I went, that's the fucking dude, the scientist, the professor, or whatever, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. I was like, that's the same voice. Like, I knew as a kid. I was like, that's the same fucking voice. And it is. It's David Warner, and and, uh, and that's awesome. Because, like, I for me, I'm not the best at picking out every fucking voice, but... Like, I could not have told you uh, last week's episode, I Am the Night, that that was Seth Green by listening to it, uh-huh. that he was playing the character Wizard at 18 years old. I could have said he sounds familiar to me, and I can't tell you who he is, but there's no way I could have told you that was Seth Green. And I could never have told you that Helen Slater was, you know, obviously Tal- uh, Talia al Ghul. She's doing too much of an accent change. But, like, David Warner's voice, I loved Secret of the Ooze so much that, like, I knew that voice. And I was just like, whoa! And that's huge, like... To be able to make those connections outside of the the show you're watching as a kid and make it to other movies and things like that that, or, that you've watched or other TV shows you may have For watched sure. as well. Um, honestly, uh, I thought this was fun doing this episode with you, but I didn't think it was that great of an episode. I thought it was okay. I thought it was three out of five boys. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Vertigo character. Yeah, once again, I thought that this was a uh, 
just the good storytelling in terms of introducing uh, Tali. Like, it, it, you know, it was more like Vertigo you didn't really care about. And um, it was like Talia and Rayshaw Ghoul that was like the. So it was like kind of like a long con. And I, I thought it was a good introduction of them. Kind of like um, Catwoman and Red Claw, where like yeah. you're more interested in Catwoman in that episode than you are at all about Red Claw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Vertigo is more of a of a conduit to get to the Talia Al Ghul story. Yeah, line. it's like the introduction of them, so that the next time they don't have to go through. Like Batman's already kind of not trusting them, knows that they're or knows that Talia at least is like uh, right. someone not to be trusted. And- but also he he's already started his kind of his infatuation for her too. So that way, when it gets further developed in the, I think I'm pretty sure in that part one and part two. Um, they really get into like you know not only Batman being the heir of Roz but like marrying Talia. Yeah, they want they want all that and you know, and that's a and like and so that needed to be believable that it was a possibility for, you know, Batman could marry Talia, and you kind of set it up here a little bit. Her introduction, you kind of can start that love affair a little earlier on. For sure. Oh, did I give mine? I I would give this one uh four. Four boys. Four out of four boys. Wow, perfect episode for you. That's four out of five. It's five for me. What? <laughs> you don't <know, yeah. laughs> I get an extra boy at night. Oh, my goodness. Every night. All right. Great bat stuff. See you next week. Same bat time. Same bat podcast. Cool Boy Bat Nation, be sure to let us bat know what you bat thought of off balance or what your favorite bat episode is by bat emailing us at batmanandbeyondcoolboys at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Also, check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Cool Boys and review us on iTunes. Also donate to us on Patreon. It only costs a buck and you will receive special access to content too hot to air. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Bat Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Bat Ballard. And that's Bat Bizies from Bat Steve. So cool. Batman and beyond. Oh yeah. Batman and beyond.